Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you. Thank you. That's the voice of Dick Warren. My voice is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach, uh, here today with, as often, as always, as, as reliably uh, happens, with Alex Terranova, PCC. How are you, sir? I'm good. Did you think I would be this reliable when we met? No, no. I, I thought you'd be reliable in other ways, like I should check my wallet after we've been together. Um, <laughs> what's uh, anything about uh, current events? We have yet more shootings in America of unarmed Black people by police officers. There's uh, COVID vaccines. There's um, issues with COVID vaccines. Any cheerful things you want to talk about today? I mean, we could always, I mean, there's always good things to talk about, but it's in the world. It doesn't seem like it. Um, I did see something yesterday that I thought was really powerful. Brene Brown put something online that said, stop, um, stopped acting like this isn't America. Mm. Like this is America. Unarmed black people get shot and white people carry out like, like shootings. And it's actually normal. And until we address it as normal and, and actually that this is the culture of America, nothing can change. Um, and I think people might think that, people might say it, but I hadn't see, seen it like just written out like so directly and so clearly that like, I read it and I wasn't actually even shocked. I went, this is really sad, but also really feels really true. It's hard. Uh because it happens so often to, you know, for many years, we were, we were the last several years, we've been sort of an outrage culture, right? Everybody's outraged, outraged, outraged. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm present more to the immense sadness, grief, and loss of the, what's possible for us as a, as an, as a company, uh, sorry, that's just me on autopilot as a people, as a community, as a nation, with this unending, as you point to, violence and this horror of abuse of power. Um, so that went a little darker than I expected. <laughs> well, maybe um, I can add a little light to it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think that the world is waking up. That would be the voice of our guest, Diana Anderson, <laughs> Master Certified Coach. Please give us that ray of hope. Well, you know, as a Master Certified Coach, I'm always excited when I see a client arrive in a place of sometimes despair and awareness because I know that they're ready to change, because they know that they can't stay where they are anymore, that, that the only place to go is and I think we've arrived at that place here in the United States and perhaps even in the world that we're awake, we're aware. And I think our, our opportunity in this moment is to take advantage of that and elevate ourselves, you know, evolve to something better. I, I love that, that, that from the like transformational sense of 
you know, I started saying by with Christopher, right? Like, did you think I would be reliable when you met me? And if I go through my six year ish transformational journey from when I have met him, he got really messy before it got good. I mean, I, I say now my life feels like one big vacation. Doesn't matter if I'm working or not working. It just all feels like a vacation. But when I met him, there were a couple of years in there where <laughs> it was messy and there were lots of mistakes and you couldn't get things right. And it was hard and there were lots of tears and anger. And I can relate to that, like that, you know, there were, and even getting resigned about it, this isn't going to work. I'm never going to have a coaching business. You get to that kind of rock bottom in a way, right? Everybody's rock bottom is different. And that's what I hear you saying. The only thing that I, that I hear a lot, which should, which is like a hot button for me is everyone's running around saying, wake up and we're woke and it's on all the different sides, right? So, you know, the, if, if we're talking about hot topics, it's like anti-vaxxers are like, wake up. Vaxxers are like, wake up. The people in the middle are like, wake up. And it's almost like becoming a word that doesn't have any meaning anymore. Like, what does it even mean to wake up? And who do we even know if we are? Yeah, you know, I, I would agree. Um, I think that that word's being used in a lot of ways, some of which are not particularly appreciative there is a sense of awareness. I think, you know, one of the things we say in coaching is that the first step in change is awareness. And so I think the world is aware that we are making choices that are not serving us individually or collectively. And it is when there's awareness, then you can begin to have choice. Until you're aware, you can't choose. Now that we're aware, we are faced with the fact that the things we're choosing are, are really destructive. And the other thing I've learned as a coach is that our challenges are our gifts, that the answers are always contained in the challenge. It's if you choose to engage it, that you will learn the things you need to learn, shift the awarenesses that need to be uh, shifted, to open to a whole new space. And so, as I know the coaching process, it just feels like we as a country are, are in the beginning of you know, being aware that we need to undergo massive change. Um, and I think that's exciting. You know, in a that scary voice, way right now. <laughs> that voice of hope and courage and encouragement <laughs> and reframing is Diana Anderson. She is a master certified coach the CEO of Cilient and the creator of Cilient's unique approach for instilling safe and seen coaching cultures. She's also created the coaching in the moment, trademark, approach that's enabled thousands of people worldwide to integrate coach approaches into any conversation with anyone at any time to build connection, to co-create new ways of thinking and working together. Forbes, no less than Forbes, calls Diana a pioneer in the creation of coaching cultures. She is one of the first graduates from Coach University and a founding member of the International Coach Federation. Although you wouldn't know it by meeting her, she says that she predates the International Coach Federation. She also holds an MBA from the Ivy School of Business in Canada. Um, thank you so much for being with us and thank you for jumping right in with your uh, empowering and encouraging message. Well, well, thank you for having me and thanks for letting me join. I just couldn't miss the opportunity to share a coaching perspective there. I love it. And as an expert in culture, you know, one of the things we're talking about is it's a, at least in my lifetime, it's sort of the second big uh, 
shift in the culture here in America and arguably across the world. I think there are so many cultural questions that we could ask, but one of them is the pandemic is a truly global phenomenon, right? It's, it's literally happening with us, to us, around us, everywhere in the world at the same time. And normally we have the luxury, that's the wrong word, but you know, something is happening maybe in the U.S. and something different is in Canada and something different altogether in Mexico and like that. And then something different in Singapore and India. Here, we're all dealing with the same. Culturally, what are you seeing? In terms of, of the experience? Um, yeah, I'm wondering, I'm wondering um, I, it strikes me that I want, don't want to ask too precise of a question because you're sort of an expert in the, in the world of culture. And I'm envisioning that different cultures are, in, are encountering this global phenomenon differently. Or are we all, like, is, are we seeing cultural differences in the fear, concern, you know, rumor mongering like that? Or is it sort of all the same? Are you, are you noticing that we're all big, one big human family? Or are you noticing that this is where a culture really comes into stark relief? Is that any clearer? Yeah, that's, that's helpful. Thank you. I think a yes and yes and both. Um, I think what the first thing that came up that occurred to me when, you know, it really dawned on me, this was, I think actually, I am unaware of any other time when the entire world has engaged in a collective challenge. <laughs> and, you know, I think the things that it brought home are, we are all, you know, one big human race. We are all connected. Um, we are indeed in this together. I think, you know, what well, we'd heard that before, I think it was the first time we truly have experienced not only how connected we are, but how much the choices that each of us makes actually impacts, you know, the, the bigger picture, you know. Uh, so I think these were huge uh, messages that got delivered to us and also the power of us working together. You know, if I think what you noticed was the um, countries or even just the smaller places where people actually got together and said, okay, we got to think about this as a unit. You know, we all have to take responsibility in order to get this under control, you know, tended to have better results than the places that said, I, you know, I have my rights, I will do whatever I want, you know, or, or chose to ignore it. So I think we learned a lot about our own connectivity and also our individual and shared power to change our reality. And I think those are, you know, amazing awarenesses to, to work with. I feel like it's my turn, Christopher. Um, I'm- Don't you kind of always feel like that though? <laughs> if we tie this back to culture and coaching, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I'm trying to put into words what I wanna ask. Um, how do you think the this collective conversation that we've essentially all been pushed into, how do you think that's impacted the coaching industry? The industry itself. Hmm. Co coaches, industry, you know, like what's, have you noticed a shift? Um, has there been any, you know, more, right? More of it, less of it? More. I, I don't actually, to be honest, the individual coaching, I, I don't know so much. Um, I really focus, our work at Cilium focuses on coaching as a culture in organizations. 
Um, and we actually don't, I, I have not done individual coaching in, in many, in a few years. Um, well, you can speak, to, I mean, even as a, as, as corporate and culture, are you getting, you know, is this triggering more like, oh my God, we need, you know, we need to bring this in more. Are you getting more requests? Yeah, well here, I, yeah, I think there is an increasing awareness of the need for a couple of things. One is, you know, all of these behaviors that, that you know, were really uh, shaped 2020 have led people to make a lot of commitments about who they want to be. And I find that now here in 2021, a lot of people are looking at each other and going, well, now what? <laughs> You know, and the next step is we have to start having conversations about who we are and how we're going to be together. And I think there's um, a pause where people are saying, huh, you know, we, we don't really know how to talk to each other about these things. And, and I think what's also really becoming apparent is if we really are truly going to address, you know, racial equality and divisions in our culture and just so many of the things that became apparent, um, we are going to have to have behavior change at scale. And I think a lot of companies are going, how do we do that? <laughs> you know, how do we first talk about who we want to be? And then how do we actually support each other to become that? And I think there's just that I think has been a big outcome as we look at how we're going to translate our, our desire to be different into actual action. Hey, I'm going to drill down on this a little bit, if I may, Alex and Diana. The, the thing that I love, one of the things that I love about your work is this safe and seen culture that you've created. And you created this years ago, right? It's not, it's not with, it's not part of our, our sudden awakening, right? Safe and seen, however, speaks to me exactly of what most uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and or justice initiatives are trying to create. So how is it for you to, uh, I guess I wanna know two things. First of all, would you share more about safe and seen and what, what you mean by that? Mm -hmm. And then how you see it working, because I imagine you're having the experience that many of us are having, which is in the cultural or organizational work that we do, this is what's being cried out for, right? As the diversity movements sort of take root. Is the question clear or too obscure? I'm feeling a bit obscure this morning. It's feeling a, bit, a little bit obscure. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Number one, safe and seen. What does it mean? Number two, how does it dovetail with the new, you know, or recent, I should say, efforts and focus on DEIB in the workplace? Is that clear? Yes, thank you. Right. So a safe and seen culture is, a, is literally, as it sounds, a place where individuals feel safe to be who and what they are. They feel seen for who they are genuinely, and they feel supported to realize their potential. And I really believe that this is the absolute culture that we need to have right now on multiple levels. Um, certainly, as we look at diversity and inclusion, I think that's the expression of what we're talking about. If we talk about an inclusive culture, wouldn't it be the one where we all showed up and didn't feel like we had to hide, you know, like 90% of who we are to be accepted, or didn't feel like we were at risk of, you know, losing our job if we actually spoke a piece of truth. You know, and, and the reason why that this is important right now from a business perspective 
is we are facing challenges we've never seen before. I mean, if you think about it, most of our businesses were really designed, you know, our, our, our old leadership style was designed for a time where we needed uh, people to be, com you know, uh, compliant. You know, if you think about assembly lines or even hierarchies before we had the internet, we just needed people to do what they were told. And that's why we decided that leaders, that's what their job was to tell people what to do. In the world that we live in now, where there are so many shifting um, challenges, there are so many shifting priorities, so many competing priorities, what we need are people who can think creatively, who can connect with people who have really different perspectives and actually have thoughtful, productive conversations that result in creative outcomes. That means you need to have people that feel safe and seen and skilled to have conversation in order to have that outcome. So it's not just a nice to have. It's not a, you know, when we meet our numbers, we'll get around to it. This is what the numbers are going to be made on. Your ability. I, I'm perfect. In fact, I think for companies that their competitive advantage is going to come from be able to, being able to create spaces where people can fully express their creativity in a really productive way. That's a safe and seen culture. And again, it's, it's a business imperative. And I think hopefully those dots are getting connected. <laughs> you said it so perfectly. I mean, I, was, uh, I felt like I was writing down every word you were writing because you said it so clearly and so perfectly, um, essentially of the evolution of where leadership and business has evolved from and to. Yeah. Can you give us a, a little piece of um, what this looks like when you go in? Like when you go into a culture and, and let's say it's a culture that is like the old style, right? So they're not, they haven't done the work. They're, they've, they've said yes. So they're open to the evolution. They're open to seeing these breakthroughs and seeing, uh, you know, their numbers come from different places. But what does it look like? And um, I'm thinking like, how do you, how do you really, you know, those, how do you really kind of like open that door to people who are, you know, like Christopher, very stuck in their ways and older <laughs> and don't want to change? How do, how do you, how do you get through to those people, even when they've said yes? Well, you know, so one of the, again, truisms of coaching is that people change when a couple of things are true. One is they believe they will personally benefit by doing something differently. Two they believe that they can successfully attain that outcome so they can actually get the benefit. And three, they're gonna get rewarded for actually making the effort, that's it. So when you go in, instead of you know, talking about why this is good for me or why this is good for uh, the, the company, what you wanna do is talk about how are you individually and as collectively going to benefit by doing things differently. And it's pretty easy to have that conversation. You know, people are in a lot of pain right now. And it, that's, not, that's not news. <laughs> so things that seem practical and viable that are going to address those pain points are things that people will embrace. So a lot of it is how do you position the change that we are trying to create as a way that will help people um, feel more successful? They want that. They really do. In fact, often it's a relief. Sometimes we go in and we say, hey, here's how you have these conversations. And by the way, you know what it means to be a really good and effective leader? It means someone who listens, who gets curious, who helps other people develop. And they're like, oh, and you don't have to have all the answers, by the way. 
your job is just to create a space where we can find the answers together. And people go, thank goodness, because I don't have all the answers anymore. It's like I take a weight off their shoulders. Um, so it's how you present, you know, it's just like coaching, I, I would say, you know, if you, if you present someone with a better future and invite them and give them the tools to step into it, enough people will go that the rest of us can follow. So, so as you're doing coaching work in organizations, and I should say culture or change, uh, changing culture work in organizations, is that, is that the right way to say that? Yeah, you know, we, we are essentially a training company. We basically, we go in and build skills and we shift perspective to in basically wire up a really different um, belief about what it means to be a good and effective leader. So we would look like a training company and, and change management company to a certain extent. Right, so, so typically when you're showing up, there's a clear, at least someone's got an agenda, right? The, the leadership of the organization has decided, hey, we used to do it this way, we wanna do it this way, or maybe a department or an area is sort of in one mindset or habit or pattern, and the rest of the organization or another department is in a different one. And so I'm imagining that some of the work is, uh, like many of us, you know, <laughs> being hired to have people get along and or being hired to shift the mindset, as you said, skills and perspective. Is what you just shared with us where you start? In other words, do we look, do you look first at, are people incentivized? Are they enrolled or excited about this change? Or is there someplace else you start? Uh, you know, we always say work with the willing. So we begin and, and encourage our clients to begin at the place where there's an open-mindedness about um, change and a really clear benefit available to people to change. And we say, really work with that group, you know, instill these capabilities, have them have a great outcome and then share the story, you know, and, and we really encourage people to be champions of change um, because it's those connections. People will believe each other. So what you really want to do is go where people are open enough to, um, to believe that something else is possible and then really charge them and invite them to go out and talk with other people about how they're benefiting. And it is in that way that change, um, you know, rolls out. Um, through uh, the, the division, the team, what, what, whatever the entity is. I'm gonna write all that down. Alex? <laughs> how do you, I'm curious about how you, within your own company, mm -hmm. right? like, I don't know how many people you work with, how do you practice this with yourself and your own team? Oh, interesting. Well, you know, we always take a coaching approach to whatever we do. So um, we, we are in the question um, about what, you know, what we're doing, how we're doing it. Um, we're also, we take a coaching approach to all the clients that we work with. So when we enter into an engagement with someone, we're curious about their worldview. Um, you know, we invite them to challenge us as we challenge them. Um, and we find that we always just grow together. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't think that you can offer a vision of the future if you haven't embodied it. Um, in a weird way, I would say that that's probably 
the thing that helps me be perhaps most successful is I, this is who and what I am. So when I speak about what I'm talking about, it's how I see the world and, and how I engage. So I don't even have to, it's not like I'm telling you one thing and doing something differently. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if that answered your question, but it's just a part of who and what I am and, and how we do what we do. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, The Coaching Show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. Well, I, I want to challenge you a little bit on that. And I, I don't mean this as an adversarial thing, although, no, I'm sure. just um, I, I had an organization, you had an organization. I know that what you said is true. In other words, I'm not saying that what you said is, is false in any way. But I also know that these days, especially, I'm being challenged in all new ways as a leader of an organization, right? Because it used to be, okay, we're going to go out and affect change. And, and, you know, I benefited, I have benefited from a hierarchical, um, what <laughs> I forgot what you called it earlier, uh, but you know that top-down sort of compliant—that was the word—structure um, uh, and organization. And so I've had some challenges in my organization to make sure that people experience themselves as exactly your your phrase, seen and uh, now I've now I've lost everything. Safe and seen. <laughs> Safe and seen. Thank you. I, I had it half right. So I guess what I'm asking is. Uh, what are the challenges you've had? I love the, I love the, hey, we do this here too, but would you share with us sort of behind the curtain or behind the scenes, what are some of the challenges you've faced or your organization has gone through? I think probably the biggest challenges that we've had is actually being able to share with the world what we were offering and actually have the world hear it. Um, and so I think one of our greatest challenges has been to be honest, the complete confusion out in the world about what coaching is and actually trying to find language that people could understand that made sense to them, that they connected with, um, that would help them to embrace. So for, for me, the challenge as an organization has really been um, 
to to be able to scale in the way that we were, you know, desired to is actually just having people hear what we had to say, um, which has been one of the interesting things about the pandemic is all of a sudden it feels like the world is hearing us in a different way. Um, so for me, the, the challenge I think has been predominantly uh, um, being able to share ideas with the world and actually have the world be able to hear. Thanks. Alex, I know you've got a, you've got a pensive look on your face. <laughs> um, I want to ask about building, like, uh, the, the process of building a, your corporate business. You said you haven't coached one-on-one in, in quite a while. And typically that's where a lot of coaches start, right? They build a one-on-one practice, not, and not all, but they build a one-on-one practice and then, and some stick with that, right. And they'll always do one-on-one and, and that's great for them. And then there's a lot of others that want to transition into corporate work, um, so this is actually a like more of a strategy how kind of question than a coaching question. But for those coaches out there that are in that like that place where they're looking to transition, what are some you know advice or tips of ways to actually further them along? Like, are there things that they could be doing that they might not be doing, or ways to go about that? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so and I did individual coaching for you know, over 20 years. So I started, you know, in the early 90s. Um, But it was when I started to see that scaling coaching was really what intrigued me that I started to make the shift. Um, And I actually made the shift. um, I originally had a, Salient was founded with my ex-husband, Meryl Anderson, who was also a PhD um, psychologist. And so we transitioned out by actually writing a book called Coaching That Counts. So he did some of the first original um, ROI work that was done on how coaching added value in organizations. And I brought my perspective. I had been coaching for about 10 years at that point. And it was in the process of writing that book that we really coalesced this idea of the scalability of coaching. And and really, you know, understood how it added value. So I would say to coaches, notice what you are really curious about. If you want to transition in this way, there's got to be something that you've got a real passion about that you bring. And how will you codify that in a way that makes it accessible to others? Um, And there's really two paths that you're going to take. Um, One is you're either going to make a product you know, so that's what we did. I turned that, my thought into training. And then I worked to make the training replicable so that I didn't have to do it so that it became a a sale, you know, a product that could be sold. Um, Or you're going to turn it into a service, you know, where you are going to go and consult on something. So um, I would say, if you want to get out of just individual coaching, the first thing you want to do is like, what really turns you on? Like, what, what are you passionate about? And does it make more sense to turn it into a product or service? And then how do you begin to kind of build out a company like that? Is it a place to be? So everyone needs to write a book. No. <laughs> well, you've got to codify it um, somehow. And the book is certainly the, the easiest. I think. Well, I think that what I heard is the difference is when you're doing individual coaching, you kind of just have to talk to people. Right. That's kind of you kind of have to create relationships, talk to people, put yourself out there and coach people. 
Mm-hmm. And what I heard in the, the, the slight difference is in the product or service, you're bringing like a form, just talking to people might not be enough, but like, hey, presenting them with like an actual idea of whether the idea is yours in the book form or in a service form, actually presenting an idea that's yours and how it will go or the impact it can have. Yeah, yeah, you've got to have a point of view about something, um, I think, to, to, to go. So in coaching, you, you have a point of view about coaching, but basically you're right, you're, you're developing a relationship and that's, you know, kind of um, how you do your work. If the desire is to, to kind of break out of that and, and create a different kind of business, then you're going to have to have a perspective on something and some way of sharing it with the world. Um, there's lots of options now, but that's the, I've been around a while, so the classic way is, you know, to kind of codify it in. No, I love how you said that though, because it's like one, I mean, I feel like the way I was trained, and so I can blame this on Christopher, but it was kind of like to put down my opinions, right? To put down my opinions, to put down my perspectives and create a clean space for people to bring theirs and, and give them reflections and um, and it doesn't mean I can't put anything in, but that my opinion wasn't really important as a full aspect of the coach, the one-on-one coaching relationship. And what I like that you're presenting is, hey, one way to to enter into to the corporate world is actually to have a, an opinion that's yours, and and it might come from what you've learned as a as a coach, you know, in, in the one-on-one. But to have a strong opinion of yours that is like, hey, this is what's going to help you get what you want. And I'm actually going to put that in versus, um, so instead of it being a, a clean white piece of paper for one-on-one, it's like, a, it's gray. It's got some tint to it. And the coaching process would still have some of the, the coaching, but you're, you're bringing in a perspective. Yeah, I would say that, you know, one of the things that you do really well as a coach is we start to see patterns. We start to see how things work. We start to see connections. And I think that's where you can have a point of view. So for example, my perspective, the reason I shifted out was I looked at one-on-one coaching and I'm like, my power is really limited here. I sense and feel the power of coaching to be a way of life. I want to release it. I want everyone to have the skills that I have. So that was my point of view is coaching needs to be a way of life. And I just got really busy exploring how to make that happen. So it's not about a right or wrong thing. It's like, that's what I cared about. I'm like, I took my passion for coaching. I decided I wanted it. My mission in life is to make coaching a way of life for the world in the moment, coaching a way of life for the world. And I just ride that wave wherever it takes me. So it's set, step back. Notice what, is, what patterns are you seeing? What do you care about? What do you want to bring to the world? And then let that passion take you to whatever expression it wants to have. Um, but you, you, you got to find the thing that you care about, um, and let it, you know, just like coaching, let it take you. And, and for me, it's been a fun adventure. This is not necessarily what I set out to do, but it's just where the world keeps taking me. I love your, your passion is really clear. Um, let's talk about that. So, so a bit ago, you mentioned turning it into a product or service. And you created coaching in the moment. Yep. What is coaching in the moment? What's unique about Cillian's approach to this in the moment coaching? 
Thanks. Yeah. So I think what's really unique about um, coaching in the moment. So that's our flagship workshop. Um, and um, it, the foundation of it is our approach to coaching that I created, which is called untying the knot. And the idea is if something's not happening, a conversation's not happening, or something's not moving forward, an initiative's not getting done, or someone's not understanding someone else, well, there's a knot. And so we train people to get curious when something's not happening and to get curious about the other person's worldview. One of the other things that we teach people in coaching in the moment is that everyone has their own unique window into the world, their own unique worldview. And it's a result of everything that they have experienced in their lifetime. And that coaching begins when we get curious about what the other person's not aware of that's getting in their life. So I think what is what we hear is unique about this approach is it's simple, it's fresh, it works anywhere, it's universal, it's been used globally um, because it's based on an analogy. It can go into any culture. It does not doesn't rely on how we explain coaching because the analogy helps people to understand what their goal is in a coaching uh, interaction it tends to translate into every kind of situation. And I think that's unique. I think um, we haven't run into anyone that has something quite like that. And what, uh, sorry, I'm still not clear on what it is. So it's a methodology, it's an approach, it's a, something I can learn, it's a... Yeah. yeah, it's what we teach. It's a methodology that we teach in coaching in the moment. Is that's the, that is our approach to in the moment coaching and feedback, untying the knot. Christopher, you're mute. You're muted, and we're missing all of this magic that you're saying right now. Oh, see, I don't know how to work buttons. That's <laughs> the whole. This is a whole issue. Uh, so, so send send your money to. No, I'm kidding. Um, I apologize. What I got excited about, so excited that I was talking on mute, was um, so. This is a skill set, something that I can learn. Even an old person, to Alex's point, like me, can learn and and incorporate into my amazing platinum quality coaching, but also Alex could learn and it would improve his coaching too. Everybody. Yeah, it's, it, I designed it to be accessible to every human being in the world. It's like, I wanted it to be so simple, but so powerful that any single person could use it. And the cool thing is when groups learn how to untie the knot together, it becomes a shared language. So it's a way for us to drain the emotion out of our conversation because we're not, if you think about it, traditional conversations are based on who's right, who's wrong, who's got the right answer, you know, and they become combative and then ultimately divisive. But if we came into a conversation instead of saying who's right, who's wrong, we're like, well, what's not happening here? And we got curious about what was getting in the way together we can access our shared creativity and we can have a very different and more productive conversation. That's why I created it. I created it to have the kind of conversations we need to have right now to address the kinds of challenges that are sitting in front of us. We've got to talk to, if we can't talk to, if we can't talk about something, we can't resolve it. And our approach to conversations right now, I think is our biggest shared challenge. And if we can change how we have conversation, we can change who we are and how we are with each other. That's my goal, um, to give people the tools to do that. So I'm gonna, I wanna bring this back around full circle 
because we started with like all the things going on in the world. We've been talking a lot about corporate and and uh, coaching inside of industry. Um, what about politics? How is are you do you do you do any work in that arena? Are you doing? Have you done? Do you want to? Um, <laughs> it's because it seems it's it seems like an area that really needs it and not and I don't mean just in America right like probably every country but uh we're here so what's your viewpoint on that like how do we how do we make an impact there from this coaching standpoint yeah it's interesting I mean I would love to to do some work there I would love I would be very curious if we approached our political conversations you know from a very different perspective I, I don't know. I think I I think we need to wire up the ability to talk about our politics and our political systems in a more productive way. I think the two party system just automatically kind of sets things up to be combative. And but I think you know the, I think there's more conversation to be had about what is our best approach that will serve us, you know, going forward. But the first place is to begin to be able to have that conversation and. Again, that's, I think, been the real roadblock for us is we don't seem to be able to have really productive conversations. So, yeah, I'm curious if we could wire up, you know, untying the knot with, um, you know, a political group and see if they could talk with each other in a more productive way. I believe they could, but there's other things they'd have to set aside, too. So it's complex. Well, and, and I want to walk away. What has it been something that you and your your company have ever like pursued? You know, I, I think. I think about like, as I was coming up, I think about this a lot. Like I look at, you know, Christopher's doing, um, Christopher's company has done some work and and continues to try to to make inroads, you know, you have um, in getting in, I want to say involved, right? Christopher, you did work with the UN. And so I'm very like when I feel newer to the game, right? I'm in my five, six years, right? I feel like, I feel very established, but newer to the game than the two of you and your companies. And so I look to, I'm looking to the two of you as leaders in the industry going, Hey, how come you're not, you know, not from a, not from a what's wrong or you're bad, you should be doing it, but what's preventing you from going in and trying to, to slay that dragon? Um, you know, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I was pitched to the UN years ago and they didn't take it. <laughs> so, you know, again, it kind of goes back to my point. Um, Everything has a time, you know, it's kind of like you can be a brilliant coach and show up in front of someone, but if they're not ready to be in the conversation, they're not going to hear. Um, I think we're in a very interesting time. To be honest, I'm, I'm working on a book right now, right now to share a lot of what I'm sharing with you. And um, it, it, it will be my gift to the world. It's, it's, I am looking at all the patterns that I'm seeing writing it down in the simple terms that I use, um, that, that, that's what makes coaching in the moment so powerful is it's so simple. And so I'm really trying to take the things that I'm observing, write them in simple, clear story format. Um, and I'm, I, it is my intention to share much of what drives our company with the book. Um, so that's that I'm preparing to do that. And I think the moment is now, uh, I think the mo the world is maybe ready to hear something that they were not perhaps ready to hear even a couple of years ago. So. 
would that be your first book since Coaching Accounts, or are you any of the Diana Andersons that have published other books? I see there's <laughs> the feminist and and Christian purity books by people who share your name. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Diana Anderson, there happen to be thousands of us, I think. Um, yeah, no, Coaching in the uh, Coaching Accounts was the last book, so this one will. Um, be the next one. It's been a long time coming. I've been trying to write it forever. So hopefully it will come to fruition soon. <laughs> Excited about that. Speaking of excitement, uh, you are one of our generous, most generous guests. Uh, you have a giveaway, something for one of our listeners, uh, which is pretty valuable. Do you want to share what it is or shall I read it here? Oh, well, I, yeah, I can tell you about it. It's so um, one of the gifts uh, of the, the pandemic for us was the transition of coaching in the moment to uh, a MOOC-based um, digital format. So we offer our flagship coaching in the moment workshop um, as a cohort-based learning experience, which is really a lot of fun. And we would love to have one of your listeners come and join uh, one of our cohorts and uh, learn how to untie knots. So that's our gift. That's so wonderful. Uh, pick a number between one and 11. 11. All right. If you are the 11th person to email producer at thecoachingshow.com, producer at thecoachingshow.com, you will be the lucky recipient of one enrollment in Coaching in the Moment, a digital learning course. Um, how, how, what kind of value is this? Thousands, millions? How, <laughs> how much would this be? Uh, it would probably be worth about $300. Very good. And so if you're not number 11, you want to check it out. Is the, is the best place to go to Cilliant.com or is there some better place? Info at Cilliant.com is a great way to reach us. Very good. And, and let's spell Cilliant for the humans. It's C-Y-L. I-E-N-T, sort of like client with a Y in there, C-Y-L-I-E-N-T.com. So info at Cilliant.com or just go to Cilliant.com and check it out. All, all sorts of offerings there, including more information about um, coaching in the moment, as well as safe and seen cultures. Um, if, I'm not, if I'm not oversimplifying too much, if you could wave your magic wand and give coaches everywhere something to take on, something to, I'm not talking about a parting, your parting thought for the day, but I am talking about a starting place or a gift that you would give all coaches everywhere. What would it be? Hmm. Coaches everywhere. I guess there's sort of two that come to mind. One is I would encourage you to really focus on helping people have better conversations everywhere all the time just just really build our skills to do that and um but if i had a magic power i would say believe in yourself believe in what you see is possible um, we need people to be really brave right now and speak out about what they believe to be true and if you're making it as a coach that means you've got a coaching worldview that means you see possibilities you see what's most wonderful about human beings please shine that light as brightly as you possibly can, even if that feels scary, because we need more bright lights right now. Um, and that would be my request. And, and I think the gift that will come back to you as coaches is you'll find other bright lights that will come to you as well. 
And I think you'll attract many of the things that you're probably hoping for. So turn those lights on. I think cool things will happen. Anna, thank you so much for, thanks for not letting me and Christopher spiral the drain at the beginning of this conversation and, <laughs> and picking us up and uh, giving us a really nice perspective to look through. Um, Right, not a fantasy, but like a actual like, hey, sometimes it's a little bit darker before it gets light um, perspective. So thank you for that. Thanks for the work you're doing. I also really appreciate the the access. I, like you made corporate the relationship to corporate or going to corporate seem kind of simpler. Not that it's easy, but like, hey, have a perspective, come up with an idea, and go present that idea to organizations. If they want your idea, if they see something in it, then good or create a new idea. Um, so thanks for like simplifying that. Um, anything else you want to say before any other parting moments or thoughts before we leave? I, we like to make sure you, we didn't leave you with, uh, you know, something that you're like, oh, I wish I got to say that. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for the opportunity. I would just say this is an exciting time. Um, I guess the last thing I would say is. These are really complex times and complexity and coaching grew up together. They are meant to be together. The, co the world is meant to have a coaching worldview. If you have a part to play in that, if you are a coach, you have a piece to play. Um, let's all play it. And, and you guys doing this work that you're doing, making amplifying coaching out into the world, so important so helpful. So thanks for, for um, inviting me on and letting me be a part of it. I'm grateful. Thank you. Please, everyone listening, go to, uh, I'm going to spell it again, but uh, C-Y-L-I-E-N-T. So it's like client with a Y.com and you can get access to everywhere. You're also on LinkedIn, Diana, you're on, you have a Facebook, you have a Twitter no Instagram. We'll have to get you on Instagram. We'll have to get you on TikTok soon. Uh, you're missing. You're missing out. Um, <laughs> and uh, I ever practiced doing my dance moves for that one. Hey, I was a professionally trained dancer, so I could do that. There it is, dancing and coaching. <laughs> your TikTok account. Um, I am Alex Terranova. You can find out more about me at thedreammason.com. Uh, you can check out my book, Fictional Authenticity, or a new book that I was a collaborator in called Redefining Masculinity on Amazon. And Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach, because you have to say it that way. This is his show, and we're not going to let you forget it. <laughs> Christopher, where, where should people go to find you? We never say it. Should they go to Accomplishment Coaching? Should, what's your website? I, uh, we, we have a couple. There's ChristopherMcAuliffe.com, but mostly you should just stay here at thecoachingshow.com or, or accomplishmentmedia.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, I always look in the last place I left them. And then um, also accomplishmentcoaching.com and ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. There's something something for everyone, anywhere you look. And your, your, your thing is Facebook. You're all over Facebook. That's where you find Christopher. Um, not on TikTok. You can't find him there. Um, but soon, hopefully. So please... Uh, check us all out and uh, thanks for being here and we'll see you next week. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Coaching Show. We will talk to you next week.